It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, May 18th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Off the Bench Baseball, or Fires on Base, or my pop culture sort of slant of things you might be familiar with at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade, Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, which is the most important thing of all, if I do say so myself, guys, you can follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you'd like, only if you'd like, if you're so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you, and maybe even get back to you here on the show. Remember to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, and in your review, write in your review a question you have, and I guarantee you it will be featured on the show. How about that? This is a limited time offer. Well, not limited time. It's actually going to go on for in perpetuity, forever. It's just a cool thing to bribe you guys to give me five-star reviews. Uh, and speaking of this show, guys, it is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockout.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Be sure to do that, guys. Very cool website over there. And for today's episode, we are recapping last night's very, uh, very satisfying victory. I don't know what it was. Very satisfying victory over the Colorado Rockies. Then I'm going to be talking about you, Darvish, a little bit and where exactly he stands as compared to the rest of the pitchers in the National League and talking about some other hitting trends for some guys that I've seen so far and just bumbling and tumbling and rumbling, I guess, about all the other stuff that's going on in baseball right now. I'd also like to sincerely apologize for today's episode coming out a little bit too late. My mistake, sorry. Had a lot of work. Have an article that I'm on deadline for. Just been working on a couple stuff lately. Got some cool announcements later this week. All, 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 that, all that stuff and life just in general getting in the way. So sorry for this episode being a little bit too late. But hopefully you'll be able to listen to it before tonight's game against the Rockies. That features Blake Snell. I'll definitely talk about that towards the end a little bit. So guys, let's talk about last night's game though. And boy, like I said, it was a satisfying one. The Padres won it over the Colorado Rockies by a score of 7 to nothing, Being fronted. Being headlined. Being led into battle by one Sir U Darvish. You gotta believe, everybody. You have to believe. I've been saying it for all season. And let me tell you, man. You Darvish. Holy cow. Comes up clutch right when you need it. And last night's start, here's why I'll say it was it was so satisfying. Firstly, you Darvish last night, he goes seven innings, giving up no runs, four hits, no walks. Very cool. And ten strikeouts on just 81 pitches. Pretty, pretty good, if I do say so myself. Was it the Rockies? Yes. Was it in a start that wasn't even in course Field? Yes, that is true, too. But bottom line is why I really felt like it was so satisfying. If you guys remember, last year, and I said this on my top, I think I said this on my top 20 moments of the 2020 season, I had the Zach Davies game when he went like six, I think it was seven innings against the Astros. It was like midsummer, and it's, we just came off of the sweep of Texas, 
And the reason I brought that one up was because at the time, the bullpen was totally used up. And Davies just came in and was that that source, that hero of consistency all year. And that was even more the case where he goes six innings, maybe gave up like a run or something like that, especially because Lamette and Paddock hadn't been able to go super deep into games lately. And just back into the rotation had been getting roughed up a little bit that, that we had to rely on the bullpen a lot more. And he just came up clutch. And I really appreciate that you Darvish was able to do that today. And also a shout out to Neil Krismat, who was able to go two innings giving up no runs, no hits, and striking out two. That was also, it was a very, it's, granted, they're playing against the Rockies right now and they're playing against the Mariners. So it's not like we're playing Dodgers and then the Braves and then the Mets and then the Phillies. Like all these teams that like have pretty high powered offenses, I'd say at least in theory. Um, instead, it's just a nice kind of break for the rest of the, the bullpen. I really appreciate it. And the bullpen's going to get better in terms of healthier. You know, we got Matt Strom coming back at some point this season, hopefully. Uh, so that's really nice. And you know, with the explosion of Ryan Weathers, that's been cool. But, uh, yeah, just an unbelievable start from you, Darvish. An absolute delight to see him play uh, all forms of the game. Because he also gets a hit in this game. A double. What a weird game, by the way. That was the other thing. A awful showing from the Rockies. This is the type of showing that I come onto the podcast if it was the Padres and I'm ranting about it. Not in terms of the whole season, but just the last night up. Just a really poor performance from the Colorado Rockies last night. And don't get me wrong, like I said, they're not a good team. But still, they make three errors in this game, one being the most routine ground ball right under Trevor Story's legs that allows you Darvish to score, who was brought over uh, to third base on a passed ball, by the way. Wild pitch allows you Darvish, you know, the pitcher, to be able to run from second base to third base, and he scores on a the most routine thing. And that's the thing. Trevor Story, very good glove over at shortstop. I think that's one thing that's added to his value and the intrigue is that some people say he's a course field product and all that stuff, which I think is it definitely has weight to it. But one thing's for sure is that his glove is really good and that shouldn't necessarily be impacted by wherever he plays. And for him to make a mistake like that was crazy. There's a point when John Gray, uh, a throw to first base, he's covering after like a kind of a, a weak chopper on the first base side and he drops the ball. Although I think that might have still been an out. I thought that he it was in transition that he lost the ball, which I think was different. But whatever, whatever. Bottom line, just a lot of mistakes for the Rockies today. Some overthrown balls. There was Jerickson Profar when he was at first base. Uh, John Gray throws a wild you know, pickoff attempt that he allows Profar to get all the way to third, which is nuts. Just a really, really bad performance um, from the Rockies. It was just an ugly game for them, and... John Gray isn't exactly like a terrible, awful, awful pitcher. He's certainly not very good, but this season he had like a pretty decent low ERA, and instead in this game, he goes five and two-thirds, giving up ten hits, five runs, uh, seven runs, five of them earned, walking one and striking out one, so he wasn't very good, and, you know, as evidenced by the score of seven, uh, the Padres' offense had a nice game yesterday. Trent Grisham going one for three, which is nice. He also is able to draw a walk. Jake Cronenworth, who just keeps on hitting, going two for three in this game. Jerickson Profar, two for four. Hassan Kim gets in on the action with an RBI single, going one for three in total in the game. And my man, my man, Victor Caratini, baby. Victor Caratini. I used that one meme on the Locked On, or it was my personal account of my boy Luffy from One Piece, like, stopping. It was. I thought it was a great joke, personally. I don't know. I thought it was really funny about just how clutch, like, it's amazing how good Victor Caratini has been as a backup catcher for the Padres this season. Really just remarkable what he's been able to do, batting 247 on the year. If you told me that Victor Caratini heading into the season would be having a higher batting average than Manny Machado and Tommy Pham at this point in the season, I would not have believed you. 
No, I would not. Not even the slightest. Not even the slightest, because I was really high on Tommy Pham. And speaking of Tommy Pham, he grounds into two double plays in this game. And Padres Twitter, rightfully uh, very frustrated um, from this performance from Tommy Pham yet again. I know that he just hit that home run. He's been doing a little bit better lately, especially in terms of an on-base percentage guy. This, that's not his issue. It's just putting the barrel on the ball and getting solid contact. Is he getting a little bit unlucky? Maybe, but it's starting to get to the point where he might be one of the most unlucky players in the league if if this is what his numbers are still going to be. You know, I, I haven't checked his Babbitt in a while, but geez, time and fam, got to get it back together, but hopefully he can turn it around. And really the big hero of this game, you know, I ranted about it yesterday about how I couldn't stand that May Machado, that it was starting to become a thing, and it felt a little internet-driven uh, to, an, to an extent. I don't, I don't like saying... You know, that the media, internet media and all that is the only reason behind thinking for people. I do think we have some uh, autonomy as human beings. But that being said, it did feel a little bit driven. And that was the whole dirty play thing with his run into Tommy Edmond in the Sunday night game, which I thought was ridiculous. Hey, I got an idea. If you think it's dirty, then make sure that you can't do it literally in the rule book. It's just an idea. Um and he bounces back, Manny, from that little mini, mini controversy. And I appreciate Jace Tingler sticking up for him, by the way. And being like, that was the play that won us the game. (laughs) Just to paraphrase, like, I love it. I love stuff like that, even if I don't necessarily think that that was entirely accurate. I just like that he stood up for him. Stood up, stuck up for Manny more after the fact that he did it for Tatis last year. I I know that he retracted Jace Tingler after the Tatis thing last year, but still. Anyway, I'm getting too off on a tangent about Manny Machado. He bounces back and goes two for four in this game with a nice moon shot. Uh, Not even a moon shot, just a really hard, hard hard what am i boston like my accent just changed there uh home run hit uh it was really great it was in the first inning after a grisham double uh what can i say manny machado he's he's great it's interesting because so far manny hasn't been performing uh super well early on the season and we're going to talk about that in a second because first guys i gotta talk to you about Wealthfront. investing can be complicated But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. That's right, minutes, guys. Not weeks, not hours, not days, minutes. That's right, really, really fast for Wealthfront, guys. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover more than the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you to get your first $5,000 managed for free. Remember, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockdownMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownMLB and get started today. And also, guys, just shifting gears for a second. Vroom. Vroom. Almost messed up my engine there, my bad, guys. Uh, you know, I got to get the engine right every time. Uh, RockEye.com. You know, let's talk about them for a second. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's right, two decades. And they have everything from engine control modules to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
classic daily driver, whatever you can get. Also, everything delivered directly to your door. It's really convenient. And speaking of convenience, their catalog, it's very, very easy to navigate. And it's pretty unique too. They have all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And speaking of those prices, prices at rockout.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. You don't want to spend up to twice as much for the same parts now, do you? Come on. It's just, it's just silly to be doing that. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now, guys, we are back, and we're talking about last night's game. Last night's fairly easy, you know, simple game and whatnot. And we're talking about more specifically May Machado, who managed to homer last night. And my takes on his somewhat kind of slow start so far to the year. Currently on the season, his slash line is standing at a fairly pedestrian 237, 337, 414. Of course, I'm talking about batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage to any of you newbies that might be listening. And he's got six home runs on the season. Actually, has six stolen bases, too. I did not realize that. Maybe Machado read it a lot to this year. Mr. No Hustle read it quite a lot this year. So... That's not like awful numbers, but especially when you compare it to finishing third in MVP last year and his contract and all that stuff and previous years that he's had, you know, not so, so great. He's more in line with what he did with the first year uh, for the Pirates when he batted 256 with a 334 on base and a 462 slugging percentage. He did in that season go on to hit 32 homers, which is still pretty good, uh, but it wasn't worth exactly what he had been doing so far. And last year he bounced back. I will say one thing, if you just look at some of the basic stats, I mean, we're not going to get super deep into it, because bottom line, based on what I've seen so far, it's only a matter of time before Manny Machado truly erupts and has that type of month. I'm talking, you know, that Padres season, the first one he had in 2019, he really didn't perform all that well, but he had been early on in the year. He performed awesome, especially in the first half, in those first couple months. He was really good. This year, when you just look at his StatCast page, for example, and I know that StatCast is like... It's such a simplistic way of viewing things. Like it, it does tell a lot when you look at the Statcast rankings, but and it's not necessarily like I'm super smart by telling you guys this. But when you look at him, basically aside from sprint speed, you know he's not a particularly fast player. Uh, he's leading the, you know he's he's killing the ball. His hard head hit rate and exit velocity are some of the highest in the league. And I know some people argue that exit velocity is is not a great indicator of things, but still, it's still among the best in the league. His, you know, his expecting batting average, expected on base percentage, slugging, his walk percentage is excellent so far, which is one of the things that's keeping his low. He's been having a great eye at the plate, not chasing pitches particularly all that much, and he's not whiffing too much, and he's been a really good glove so far, which is one of the reasons why his war, which is sitting at 1.3 right now, otherwise known as wins above replacement, is sitting so uh, pretty, you know, around league average, he's been pretty good so far. It's also because glove has been amazing so far, too. And even just in terms of if you look at his offense, he's still got an OPS of 750, which is, like, not atrocious. It's not great, but it's not atrocious. So I'm not really super, uh, you know, worried about him. The two areas that he has been struggling in, that at least I've noticed just based on, you know, looking briefly at the stats and what have you, is number one, that he's not hitting very well against lefties. Granted, he's only had 27 at-bats compared to 125 versus righties, but still, he's batting a measly 111 
Good on base percentage at 351, but still he's not hitting the ball particularly well. Like I said, walking a whole lot this year, able to get on base, but he has not been hitting the ball as compared to righties where he's batting 264. So hopefully he can figure that out a little bit in a few appearances he's had against lefties. And also, he's getting killed on off-speed stuff. He's batting under 100 against off-speed pitches this year, and compare that to last year, he batted 300 against off-speed pitches, so that needs to have some sort of regression to at least the average, somewhere in the middle there uh, for Manny Machado to kind of bounce back and what have you. Just, just It's not like uh, Manny's been known as somebody who gets fooled by off-speed pitches uh, too often, so I'm expecting that to go up for sure. When it comes to Tommy Pham, who's another guy that I already talked about, I'm not totally sure. I will say this. Manny Machado has been slugging the ball so far pretty well in May, getting a lot of extra base hits. I know he had that triple uh, from a couple weeks back. He just had the home run last night. Um, He's been able to hit the ball pretty hard, like I said. Um, I am actually kind of buying that Tommy Pham's power might be just gone. Um, So far on the year, his slugging percentage is sitting at 282, which is literally lower than his on-base percentage for the season so far, which is just... Uh, really wild, and I actually think, well, that's going to regress to the mean. Like I like using that phrase a lot because I think it's true a lot of times. I think he's going to improve there, but still, hot damn. I mean, my guy, it just seems like he's, the upside for him is starting to get you know, lower and lower as the months go by. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him traded at some point. I know a lot of you guys have brought up, you know, a lot of listeners have tuned in and said, you know, is he going to get traded? I know uh, uh, one person who listens to the podcast likes tweeting at me when uh, Tommy Pham doesn't do much. Uh, and I think you might be right, sir. It looks like the pop is gone. And whether or not that has something to do with injuries or aging, you could argue with the injuries. You could argue with the, with the stabbing incident that he had outside the nightclub uh, earlier on in the offseason that that could have a reason to do with. Maybe we didn't, we kind of just ignored it. You know, maybe we didn't take it into uh, full account, but he did that. You know, that's still an injury, bottom line. So uh, maybe that's a big reason for Tommy Fan playing so poorly. But also, it's, I also think it's not a good route to go to say, oh, we'll trade Tommy Fan. It's like, well, yeah, of course. But also, it's not like there are necessarily going to be too many takers based on how he's playing right now. So you have to hope that he at least starts playing a little bit better for him to serve as trade bait. I personally wouldn't totally give up on Tommy Pham. But in terms of certain things from what I was expecting, I mean, I think I said like a... I think I called him like a 280, 360, 25 homer guy heading into the season. I don't know, man. I think he's looking like, at best, a 260... 340, 350 on base guy with like 10 home runs, which is still valuable, by the way, especially in this Padres lineup, especially with a lineup that doesn't have Hosmer and uh, Will Byers in it right now, or Fernando Tatis for that matter. I missed the most obvious one. Uh, that's still good to have a guy like that in your lineup, especially with guys like Profar and hopefully Hassan Kim gets better and Victor Caratini has been great. Um, so I'm still expecting, uh, you know, that to at least have some value. But as of right now, not looking great. And yes, Someone who sent in a listener question on Apple Podcasts, don't worry, we will be talking about uh, your boy Chris Bryant uh, more, uh, at least at some point during this week, whenever I get my guy Sean to respond to me. Jeez Louise. But uh, before we get into the last kind of segment for today's show, guys, I need to talk to you about perhaps two of the most important things, especially going on this week, guys. Okay, first of all betonline.ag guys it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action baseball season obviously this is a baseball podcast you know it's in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online and you can get all the latest news and info uh, for all your sporting needs including baseball of course but also the NBA which the play-in games are coming up I know I know what you you betting degenerates are thinking 
I know you guys want to get on the action of those games. Well, Bet Online has you covered, as well as the NHL and all of your UFC MMA kind of action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember that is promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, I said there's two important things. Two important things that must be discussed. That was, that was already important, but now I have to talk to you about the yummiest tasting protein bars in all the land, everybody. Those are the built bars. I love these things, guys, because, you know, just fundamentally, they're really, really good, and they taste really awesome and sweet and delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And what I like about them even more than that is that they have a great variety of flavors. There's always limited time flavors that come out every now and then. They had a spicy one for Cinco de Mayo. They had a cherry strawberry one for uh, Mother's Day uh, the other week. It was really, really good. And they have, just in general, a lot of good flavors, guys. Coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. You know, Cherry Barcia, which is one of my favorites. I got my mom some of those for Mother's Day. Best believe that. Uh, They were very, very good. And perhaps most importantly, because they are protein bars after all, they are healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs, guys. Really, really, really cool stuff, man. They're really, really great. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, let's wrap up this show by talking about some pitching. And we, I, I saved him for last because in, in some ways, I argue not much needs to be said about this man. Of course, I am talking about Mr. Yu Darvish. Yu Darvish, who last time I checked was, you know, we talk about Joe Musgrove being the steal of the offseason. Well, I think we have to talk about you, Darvish at this point. Now, Darvish was expected to be good. That's for sure. And, and Musgrove is like the breakout guy of the offseason, I'd say, so far. If you recall back in uh, the old offseason, the Padres traded for Dar. obviously. Why am I even saying that? They gave up Zach Davies, Ismail, Mania, and shortstop Reginald Preciado and Jason Santana. They also got Victor Caratini in the deal, who we've talked about being so clutch for the team. And those kind of prospects with Preciado, Mania, um, and Owen Casey aren't super high-up prospects. I know some people will bring up, you know, the video of the one catcher, how he's hitting batting practice, and he looks great. It's like, all right, cool, I don't care. He's still in single A. Like, stop with that, right? Um... So far, it's been amazing. He's currently among major league ranks. He's in the top five in ERA, third behind Brandon Woodruff and Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom hasn't started as many games, obviously. He's been hurt lately, so take that into account. But uh, he's been very, very good. And in terms of strikeouts, he's up there as well. How up there? He's only trailing one person, Mr. Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers. He's in second right now in total strikeouts on the year. Uh, Just here's the thing with you, Darvish. His K per nine is a little bit lower as compared to some other guys like Freddie Peralta, who's been a random, unbelievable kind of pitcher for the the Brewers this year. Really just unbelievable stuff coming from him. But the thing with, I think with, with you, Darvish this year is just that pillar of consistency. And should it be talked about at this point early on, whether or not he's a Cy Young contender? I think it should be. And I wonder if maybe, now, I don't know because this is, the Cy Young voting and baseball voting in general can vary a little bit, but it's, 
it doesn't usually help all the time when you're playing on a good team. It doesn't necessarily, and I, I think this is actually a good thing. I don't think that just because you play on a good team, you should always be rewarded. You know what I'm saying? But I'm wondering if being put more in the spotlight for being pitching for the Padres and who I assume will be a team that might win like 96 games. Will that give him an edge over some other guys? We'll have to see. But Trevor Bauer is obviously pitching really well. And I talked about how I think oftentimes people, you know, uh, just because of how they feel about his personal beliefs, think that he's going to be absolutely terrible this year. And I think he's been really good. His ERA is at 2.2 right now, which is a little bit lower than Darvish's, but his strikeout stuff is still as good as usual. He's been awesome this year. And I'm just wondering, let's play like a little either or game. Right now, who would I rather have over you, Darvish, in terms of National League pitchers? Jacob deGrom? Yes, of course, right? Trevor Bauer? Um, it's a little close. It's close. I, I'd rather have Darvish for a couple other reasons, but I, it's close. I think that that's around the comparable place right now. Max Scherzer, I would still take over him. I know that his ERA is a bit higher at 2.10, uh, but still, I think Scherzer just has such an amazing pedigree, too. I'd take him over him. Aaron Nola and you, Darvish? I think Nola over the past couple years have has has had some better moments, and he's six in strikeouts right now, which is good. His K rate is there, but his ERA is a little bit up there at three point six four. I think that they're about equal. I don't really know. Brandon Woodruff, give me you Darvish, man. Kevin Gosman, give me you Darvish. Although I do like uh, uh, Kevin Gosman. Corbin Burns, honestly. I, I hate to admit it. I think give me give me Corbin Birds. Corbin Birds looks crazy. I need to see him come back and be get back into the swing of things. I know he had that injury, but I need to see him back. Uh, and if he keeps pitching the way he was before, then I don't know. Corbin Birds looks like he's the next S tier pitcher in this league right now, at least in my opinion. Clayton Kershaw, um, as long as it's not the playoffs, yeah, uh, maybe give me Clayton Kershaw. But other than that, so far there, I can't see too many pitchers here. Like Jack Flaherty, I'd rather have you Darvish right now. Everything about him is carrying over from last season and ever since the All-Star break from the year before. I don't know what it is they did to adjust when he was playing for Chicago. I'd love to ask Sean Sears about that, who I'll be talking to uh, later on uh, this week. Um, I'd love to talk to him about that, but it just seems like the guy has been awesome and continues to be awesome. And if there was anybody who was dying that you Darvish was going to be great, I don't really know what they were thinking. I mean, yeah, he's 34. He is a little bit up there. And he does cost a decent amount right now. He, the Padres are certainly paying for his services. They're paying about what he's worth. The only thing that he might have to work on just a little bit is that batters are hitting his cutter pretty hard so far this year at 354. It doesn't really matter because the rest of his pitches, slider has been among some of the best pitching in the league, his slider. Opponents are batting 040 against it can you believe that absolutely astounding stuff coming from darvish but um you know those are his two primary pitches and he's not getting killed on his four seam despite the fact that he doesn't have the highest velocity in the league people are not really hitting his four seam fastball because some vertical movement as well uh he's able to just kind of move the ball just to give a tiny bit to it to make up for the lack of uh you know power on the pitch per se so dude darvish has been amazing so far this year absolutely super consistent quality starts all the time and seems to come up big whenever the padres need him remember he was great against the dodgers twice that was really like that was some of his best pitching of the season i know he gave up clershaw was better than him that first time the second time darvish was better but bottom line is he just comes up huge against teams whenever we need him and he's just as good as advertised and as good, if not better, than a lot of the other aces that we uh, pegged in for this year. Like I said, I think I'd rather have you Darvish over Aaron Nola. I really would. It's close. It's very, very close. Obviously, Aaron Nola's a little bit younger, and I do like Aaron Nola's pitch mix. 
I like that he has four pitches that he throws basically each one at the same percentage. So you really genuinely don't know what's coming. I think that guy's going to throw a perfect game one day, or at least be very, very close to maybe throw. Hey, I know everyone's throwing, you know, no hitters now, but still he might throw a no hitter. Um, I still like Aaron Nola for the future, but give me you Darvish right now, man. I just think that Darvish has been more consistent and has not shown any signs that the age is going to get to him at all. And now, guys, before we wrap up, let me quickly talk to you about Locked On Today. It's a great, great podcast, let me tell you. One of the best podcasts, I'd say, out there. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes thanks to this here Locked On Today podcast. It is hosted by the iconic one, Peter Bukowski, and he updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, featuring me sometimes in there, if you guys want to see my cameos on there. If that if that for some reason brings you over to that podcast, then be sure to do that. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, that is about it for today's episode. Last things I want to say is expect Sean Sears for this week. We're going to be talking about you, Darvish, a little bit and how it feels seeing him no longer away from Chicago and Kyle Hedricks is struggling for him and talk about Chris Bryant because I know we got a listener question that I will talk about that has to do with Chris Bryant that I will be addressing. Uh, and later in the week, going to have some other chats as well. Um, uh, with, with some other pals of mine, Emily Nyman of Breaking Balls Podcast, who you might be familiar with thanks to Baseball Twitter. She's going to be coming on to quickly talk about uh, baseball documentaries, a follow-up on our chat from, you know, a couple months ago, actually, I think, about, you know, the, there's this jeetered documentary that just got announced. So I'm going to give her take on that and talk some baseball in general, what she's enjoyed watching this year, because she loves watching the Padres. That's what I love. Emily tweets about the Padres all the time. It's like her second team. So, shouts to her. That should be a lot of fun. And, of course, recapping all the games uh, that happen over the next few days. And that's basically it, guys. With that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure to send me those five-star reviews if you can on Apple Podcasts. And put in a question in the review box. And I guarantee you it will be answered on the show. Because I like bribery to get my rating up, guys. That's just what I do. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.